0: Well, what do you know about that? Together, once again, another exciting episode of the WJR Sportsbook begins right here, right now. Thanks for stopping by. My name is Steve Courtney.
1: My name is Jamie Edmonds.
0: You followed that lead very well. Didn't even plan it. That's choreography at its best, ladies and gentlemen. Right off the called
1: chemistry. Okay. Uh, As
0: it turns out, in this particular episode, we are taking you right up to Monday Night Football. Your Detroit Lions on the road at Lambeau Field to take on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And according to our friends at Winbet, uh, your Lions will go in twelve point underdogs. How you feeling about this?
1: It feels like that's about right doesn't it? We're going to have some rookies in the secondary. We have an Aaron Rodgers. I'm calling it a comeback game. Twelve or more. Well,
0: you know, these uh, teams coming in uh, from different directions. uh, Both coming off losses, obviously. Uh, But if there is... a silver lining behind the Lions dark cloud that would be they battled pretty hard in the opening loss to the 49ers. Y'all saw it uh, down 38 10 in the third quarter. Uh, they lose by eight. Meanwhile, inexplicably, uh, Aaron Rodgers in the pack they're throttled mm-hmm. uh, in Florida, no touchdown against the Saints, and uh, it was unbelievable. My question is this Is our friends at WinBet taking bets on? Who in this Monday Night Tilt will have the first taunting penalty?
1: (laughs) We talked about this off camera. You just find it so silly. Because I agree, you can take down these huge men. You could tackle whoever you want, but don't talk to them
0: after. Or, for crying out loud, whatever you do, don't spin the football (laughs) after you make a play. Really?
1: I just think it's so silly. And the celebration penalties, too.
0: Well, it's gotten completely out of hand. And, you know, here's what the NFL as a brand, uh, has to take into consideration. Uh, For those of you, I don't care if you're the commissioner or whatever the case may be, uh, one of the staff members there, at the Shield, this is a game. It is a physical game. It is emotional. Uh, There are going to be victories. There are going to be defeats. There are going to be celebrations. Allow them to celebrate, for crying out loud, because what's going on right now
1: is... Generic and it's stupid, it waters it down. It waters it down. And what are we watching for? We love the NFL, we love these games. Who was the big tight end for the Lions who loved dancing in the end zone? You guys remember his name? Yeah,
2: Joe Fourier. Yeah, that he was fun. Moves.
1: I thought that was fun.
0: Well, if Fourier was around now, he'd probably have already picked up uh, three taunting, yeah. And, excessive celebration deals uh they better get a grip on this because we've been through this before with this league yeah what is the big deal here
1: i don't know i there's a line though right i think one of the steelers spit into one of the raiders faces so there's the line all right now there you go i i get he was ejected i get you know so there's a line here but i just think let these guys celebrate let them let them live
0: Uh, plenty of conversation as it relates to uh, your lions in the pack uh, as this particular edition of the WJR Sportsbook unfolds, uh, also a big college football weekend. Uh, how about those Spartans improving to 3-0 and for the first time since 2015? And need I remind you, in that particular campaign, they would go on to the Final Four, although uh, they would fall to Alabama. Mark D'Antonio and the Spartans, I think, finished 12-2 and that year, and I believe they finished sixth. So if you're looking for a little correlation between what's going on with this Pretty gifted Spartan team and that 2015 season. There you go. And, of course, Michigan, uh, big-time winners over the Huskies of Northern Illinois. Uh, Rocky Lombardi, quite frankly, couldn't recapture the magic of the big house that he had a year ago.
1: No, he really couldn't. No, he could not. But, you know, this was supposed to happen. The Michigan Wolverines did what they were supposed to do. They're going to be tested now coming up with Wisconsin in a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Water leveled there in that game.
0: Uh, more conversation on that also coming up. Uh, meanwhile, around the National Football League we go. How about that ball game last night? Uh, the Ravens looked absolutely done for. Uh, but no, uh, they put it together, uh, fumble there, and the Ravens capitalized and beat Mr. Mahomes and the Chiefs. That was a thriller.
1: That was great. And that was a game where Lamar Jackson proved that he could – bring his team back, and he can beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And I just love the video that's all over the Internet of John Harbaugh asking his quarterback, you want to go? Yeah. And he said, let's go. How about that? And then he delivered. I just love that.
0: Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, Some other uh, good stuff around the uh, National Football League. How about uh, Mr. Stafford uh, taking care of the Colts on the
1: road? Not a coincidence that that game was on in our area. When the Lions play on Monday night,
0: well, you're the TV person. How does that happen? Because normally, we would have gotten the Bears. Right. <laughs> I don't understand. But what instead, was then. we get
1: Matthew Stafford, which was cool. I, I I wasn't complaining. Well, people want to see, so it makes sense.
0: Well, uh, Rams, uh, you know, behind Matthew Stafford, uh, put together that uh, game-winning drive. Just Matthew being Matthew. Um, now the Raiders, Raiders. I, I know you're not very happy about this outcome. I well, was shocked. I am
1: from Pittsburgh. That is correct. I know someone who's really not happy <laughs> is my dad. Your dad? Oh, yeah. I thought you were going in there. Yeah, but yeah, my dad. He's really upset about this.
0: Well, uh, for all the right reasons, because I think uh, everybody that follows the league was a little bit shocked with this uh, turn of events.
1: I mean, Ben looked good in week one, and Ben looked really not great in week two here. There's a lot of memes on the internet of like an old man running through a sort of shopping center and that's supposed to be Ben
0: what's the take on Mike Tomlin there in the greater Pittsburgh area I personally have a lot of respect for this dude look the Steelers have had three head coaches in 109 years right and Tomlin it seems like when they're doing well obviously Steeler Nation behind him when they have a hiccup oh boy we better make a change oh my gosh too long
1: Sports talk radio in that town when I was there last year when things weren't going well, you know, they won his head. And I want to bring some perspective as someone who covers teams here in Detroit, the Lions, that this is a good coach. And there are ups and downs in the NFL. I personally think Mike Tomlin is a fantastic coach and they are lucky to have him.
2: Well,
0: we shall see what transpires from this point on. Meanwhile, the Cardinals, uh, (laughs) it broke my heart to a degree. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, Matt Prater. Just a 62-yarder, just Prater doing Prater things. Uh, Cardinals dispose of the Vikings, a heartbreaker for the Purple People Leaders.
1: They're 0-2, which I guess is good for our division here in Detroit. Who, who At the end of it, who's going to want this division? <laughs> it's a, we're limping in the beginning here.
0: I would, okay, obviously, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, yada, yada, yada. You know, they got the upper leg or, or whatnot, but... Uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, who takes it at the end. The Packers, more than likely. Um, Bucks take care of the Falcons. No surprise there. Somewhat of a surprise, Sam Darnold and the Panthers at home knock off the Saints.
1: I'm happy for Sam Darnold. He has a landing spot here with his new team, and it seems like, you know, things are working out for him. Uh, Well, when you have Christian McCafferty then.
0: I would imagine if you're into sports talk radio in New Orleans, Jameis Winston, the haters are out. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a very long year. He that better That was produce. vintage
1: Jameis Winston, wasn't it? Oh. Ooh. How many interceptions? Well, just two, but only 111 yards.
0: But that was the knock on him. Yeah. You know, when he was with the Bucks, you know, Bruce Arians basically said he can't take care of the football.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Time and time again, they'd have meetings. they do this. they do that. Turn it over. Turn it over. So uh, that's going to be a developing story as well as this NFL season gets underway.
1: One point you blew by the Bucks. How about Tom Brady? Five touchdowns. Yeah. Two to Gronk. This guy was retired, and he has two touchdowns for the third straight game. They have 88 as a duo. Well,
0: you know, once again, Brady's not discounting the possibility of him playing till 50.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like he could do it. At 1st I We're gonna argue. Yeah. No.
0: When <laughs> he first said it a year and a half ago, I said, come on, dude. Father Time waits for no one. But maybe Brady's the exception. I'm not gonna bet against the dude anymore.
2: He has it- nine touchdowns in two games so far this season.
1: How what's his age? Forty-six?
2: And uh I'm looking that up real quick. He is forty-four. Forty four. Big game next week, the Tom Brady Buccaneers and Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Oh, So hopefully we get that one in Detroit. How about that? What what time is that? That's at 425 next Sunday. Oh, we better get that. We should get that. I'll call call. my people. (laughs) Make a call, would you, (laughs) Jamie? Yes. All right.
0: It's the uh, WJR Sportsbook. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Of course, the Lions and Packers on the horizon. We're going to talk about some college football in the moments ahead. Leave it here on 760-WJR. And once again, welcome back into the WJR Sportsbook. Steve and Jamie here with you. Uh, obviously, plenty of Lions Packers conversation uh, coming up for you. As a matter of fact, I'll let you know Lions announcing their week two inactives uh, cornerback Corey Ballantyne, outside linebacker Austin Bryant, running back Jamar Jefferson, defensive end Kevin Strong, and of course, wide receiver. Terrell Williams. Those fellas will not be participating in Monday Night Football. Uh, I'll tell you what. It it was a weekend uh, here on WJR as we were once again proud to bring you Michigan State football. And uh, here's what went down. Uh, They go to South Florida. uh, Heat index near 100. Uh, Sparty goes in almost a touchdown underdog. And the game plan that Mel Tucker and his staff put together for the U, the then 24-ranked Miami Hurricanes, it was on point.
1: Agree. I mean, Miami had 19 returning starters. They have this older quarterback. What's he, 24? They were a good team. And Michigan State went down there as dogs and got it done. Well,
0: uh, talking to Mel Tucker uh, last Friday, um, as you heard here on WJR, uh, defensively, Uh, They had some things to work on because uh, the Penguins of Youngstown State able to run a little bit better against them than they had anticipated. So you've got a guy, very athletic in Deerrick King, uh, who is a marquee name in college ball, 38 of 59 passing, uh, 388 yards uh, two touchdowns, but he also had two picks. Uh, he fumbled on Miami's first possession, as you'll recall, and then he also had a, a strip sack against him. Drew Be- Beasley, huge in the fourth quarter, and most importantly, I think De'Ara King ran for seven yards.
1: Mm-hmm. That's they contained, contained right him. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And how about the offense? You have a co-offensive player of the week in the Big Ten, and Peyton Thorne. That guy looks mobile. He looks confident. He doesn't turn the ball over. Good choice. Mel Tucker over the transfer.
0: Well, Peyton is, um, you know, he's just leading by action right now. He uh, threw for 261 yards, four touchdowns. uh, Two of those scoring throws to Jalen Naylor. Speedy, if you will. Now, here's the thing. Uh, Peyton has thrown nine touchdowns this year. Uh, He's run one in. And we saw him use his legs a little bit uh, Saturday as well, in huge circumstances, by the way. And he has thrown zero interceptions that's the key it's enormous Mm -hmm. turnovers for this spartan team albeit in a crazy covid season last year uh was an achilles heel right and mel tucker and his staff offensive coordinator jay johnson taking it upon themselves to say look we've got to take care of that football and if you can along the way take it away forcing four life becomes much easier
1: and having a great running game just makes Peyton Thorne's life so much easier. And the opposing defense struggle to cover both Kenneth Walker III and, you know, Naylor down the field. Like, I just think they look so good. They are so far ahead of pace than what I thought Mel Tucker would bring in year two.
0: Well, when you consider 41 new faces,
1: came right. on this team— so for... We discussed that on Sports Final Edition last night. You were my guest.
0: Yes, we did, as yes. a matter of fact. I made my triumphant return. Some synergy. Return.
1: Synergy, yeah.
0: How about that? Uh, but for them to get this production out of that many new faces and have the cohesion that they do. Of course, uh, having K-9, Kenneth Walker the third. How about this kid? 172 more yards on the ground. And the thing about it is, and I think you say this collectively for the Spartans, again, in heat that was near 100 degrees the conditioning is phenomenal Kenneth Walker third, in the three games he's been a Spartan he just gets stronger as the game goes on
1: I mean folks he's leading the nation in rushing the Michigan State running back is leading the nation that's fantastic
0: and kudos to the big uglies up front because that's been another problem area for the Spartans over the last two or three years maybe having a healthy offensive line yeah, you got to have these big uglies up there that play together on a regular basis to form that cohesion as a unit, and uh, I think they had that. I think going into this year, they had nine guys up on that unit that have had starting experience. So, uh, you know, that's absolutely huge. And of course, uh, defensively, as I mentioned, when you're able to uh, force four turnovers, uh, you know, usually it's Miami that's got the uh, the turnover chain. And uh, they didn't bring that out one time. Thank you very that much.
1: necklace thing they were using? Yeah, I didn't see it.
0: So with that big win, uh, Mel Tucker, the Spartans, catapult to number 20 in the Associated Press poll. They are 21 now in the coaches poll. Uh, Michigan at the big house uh, welcoming the Huskies. Of northern Illinois as we alluded to at the beginning of this uh, edition of the WJR Sportsbook Rocky Lombardi who quarterbacked the Spartans to victory in a squared one year ago just couldn't get it going
1: no he could not this team could not match up with the Michigan Wolverines they just couldn't do it and that's okay you know this is what we thought was going to happen and it happened and Jim Harbaugh spoke this week, and he, he believes the compete level of this team. Like, they might be more talented, and maybe they were talented even last year, but they're hustling. They're complete, completing their, uh, you know, tackles. They're doing things that he said he didn't see last year.
0: I wasn't uh, able to watch any of the tilt because I was working. Um, but uh, Michigan has found a running game. Yes. And it is Shout out a, to Mike Hart. <laughs> well, a consistent running game. And you're right. Mike Hart uh, comes on staff. And, uh, you know, while he was at Michigan, uh, little brother comment aside, yada, yada, yada. Uh, he was very good at what he did. And uh, he has got this team running the ball, believing in themselves. Uh, now, is that going to be the plan? Uh, do they Can they throw the ball on a consistent basis?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We, we still know don't that? know. We still don't know. How, what did Cade have? 371 yards is what I wrote down. Um, so we'll see. Because have they been tested is the question.
0: Well, as it applies to the in-state rivalry, which needs, you know, no gearing up for crying out loud. No matter what side of the fence you're on, it doesn't matter if they were winless going in or undefeated going in. And, as fate would have it, there is an outside chance that when they meet right. any any they could be perfect who
1: knows that makes it so fun first of all having them both good right now is fun it's fun for everyone and I if they go in undefeated I just cannot wait for October 30th
0: you know being around for a little bit uh, you know no matter who you talk to uh, when both teams are playing well it is great for the state it's great for college football it's great for the Big Ten Uh, Bo Schembeckler, Lloyd Carr uh, Mark D'Antonio Uh, Mel Tucker, obviously, under the impression that this is the reason, as a college football player, you decided to go to Michigan State. You decided to go to Michigan. Mm -hmm. It's all part of it. Um, So, you know, we'll see. It's funny, social media being what it is. The way Michigan's playing right now, uh, this Ohio State fan tweeted, the worst thing about Ohio State playing so subpar right now, Michigan will beat them by four scores. Uh, now that's an Ohio State guy
1: well the Ohio State looks vulnerable, don't they Where do they rank 10th right now you got Michigan 19th
0: Stroud the quarterback is not making high marks uh, with the Buckeye faithful and I think you know when you compare him to his predecessors you got to give the kid some time right So you know we'll see but I guess he's not making very good decisions and you know lackluster here or there and Ohio State's defense, Quite frankly, is not what we're used to seeing.
1: Correct. So that that lead up to that game is gonna be fantastic as well. I think what'd you say? Don't put the cart before the horse. Like let's they have right. to get through Rutgers, they have to get through Wisconsin, and then you can move forward from there.
0: Well, it's gonna be interesting to see how it all unfolds. By the way, uh, Mel Tucker, your Michigan State Spartans back at Spartan Stadium. Uh, Night game, night tilt. Uh, 7 o'clock is the kick with the Nebraska Cornhuskers. They're a 2-2 and ball club. Uh, Yours truly with the tailgate show getting underway at 4. And then at 5.30 here on WJR. And, of course, the Spartan Media Network, we will have the pregame festivities. So certainly uh, looking forward to that. Don't go away. We'll be joined by the dean himself, Mr. Mike O'Hara, talking Lions, talking Packers, on the WJR Sportsbook. And as you well know, your Detroit Lions, they are at the not-so-frozen tundra. You know, if I'm a Lions guy and I look at the schedule and I see that I'm at Lambeau in September, uh, that's a bonus in and of itself. Uh, Lions-Packers getting set to go on Monday night football. And when the game begins, you'll notice the Honolulu blue and silver with a different look. Nick?
2: Yeah, they were wearing white pants for the first time since at least 1950. Wearing white tops, white pants, which has to be a faux pas after Labor Day, though, right? <laughs> I was gonna
1: make that joke. Good one. Uh,
0: you know, there's gonna be uh, some judgment going on. That's all I can tell you.
1: It's okay. I don't. I don't know. I like a monochromatic look. Yeah, it's all right. Sure. Uh,
0: now, as we were discussing at the onset, and we're gonna carry this conversation over with Mo' Better Blues, uh, Michael J. O'Hara. Uh, last night's Sunday Night Football numbers were incredible.
1: Yeah, incredible. According to NBC, Chiefs Ravens, the most watched week two NBC Sunday night football game since 2018, with total audience delivery of nearly 21 million people. People love the NFL.
0: Well, again, if you're with the shield, you have to understand something. You're in a pretty damn good situation right now. You are extremely popular. We know this. End the taunting, would you? All right. Uh, That being said... Mike O'Hara joins us now. He is a longtime Lions writer, currently with DetroitLions.com and a good friend. Mo Better, how are you, lad?
3: All right, guys, I'm doing good. But What the heck is going on here? All those years I've worked with you and I wanted to talk about gambling, you wouldn't let me, and I've got a whole show about it. Yeah, how about that? (laughs) (laughs) That's fair.
0: No, you know, times have changed, Mike, and uh, we so appreciate our friends at WinBet uh, coming through so that me and Jamie can work together. I mean, clearly the only way it could have happened. Super fun. Uh, Lions, 12-point underdogs to these uh, Green Bay Packers. Both teams coming in 0-1, Mo. Something's got to break tonight. Your thoughts?
3: Well, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough call, really. I mean, I... I'd be an idiot to say that I think that Detroit Lions are going to win this game just because of the matchups. It really, the one that really hurts him the most, I think. And even at, at full strength, it's a it's a it's a real chore to deal with the, with uh, Aaron Rodgers. But you know, when you've got a starting cornerback missing, Jeffrey Okuda, and now you've got a rookie, Ifatu, Filamanu. and for not I know I didn't pronounce that correctly, but it's his first start, and he knows. The Packers know, the front office knows, the coaching staff knows. They're going to go at him. That's the way it is. They're going to do that until until they stop him. And so it's a tough chore for a far two, and we'll we'll see how it works out.
0: Well, and uh, maybe this number just kind of leaps out a little bit. Uh, Obviously, uh, the Packers, Aaron Rodgers in particular, are not going to be happy with their opening performance when they got absolutely shelled by the Saints. Uh, but let the records indicate uh, that the Packers have gone 9-2 and two in Rogers' 11 home starts uh, against the Lions, and uh, Mike, he came out uh, loud and proud, saying that, oh yeah, we're going to be attacking that young Lions secondary. Uh, hopefully, they'll be able to compete.
3: Oh, absolutely, and that's, you know, the coaching staff, Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator, you know, uh, Dan Campbell, the head coach. You've got to find a way to protect them the best way you can, but you know, once you start to double somebody else and leave single coverage for 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 somebody else, that's just the the nature. It's eleven on eleven. There are certainly so many bodies to go around. It's not like you can add extra people out there. So they've got a look. They've got a heck of an offense, a great quarterback, and an absolute tremendous wide receiver, Devonte Adams, who had what 115 catches, something like that last year, 18 touchdowns. You never know when he's going to get rolling, but they're just good across the board on offense.
1: Mike, I've been talking about Aaron Rodgers for days, and I just think he's going to have this huge comeback. And I found this stat that games following his five worst passer ratings, he's four and one. So I just feel like he's going to come back hot. But let's talk about the Lions' rush defense. They didn't really do well in stopping the rush last week, and they're going to have some time tonight, don't you think?
3: Yeah, that that surprised me too, uh, uh, Jamie, that they they didn't do better rushing the passer last week. It really, really did, especially the way they set up their defense. When you look at the last cuts, you know this was the cut to 53 for the start of the regular season. They kept a combination of defensive ends and outside linebackers, 17 players on the 53 roster. Now they put one of those Deshaun Hand on injured reserve. But still that's one third of your offense committed to those guys up front. And I didn't I didn't think they played great at all. I think in the second half better against the runs, but never really got consistent heat on the quarterback. And look, this is a that's one thing with Jimmy Garoppolo. It's quite another with, with Aaron Rodgers who just has that feel for, you know, for avoiding the rush. So I think they've got to do a better job of that. You know, one of the best ways to give a young quarterback, an old quarterback or anybody help is to rush the passer, put him on his back, hit him, and they've got to do that, I think, tonight, easier said than done.
0: And, Mo, to piggyback off Jamie's thought here, Aaron Jones, by the way, has averaged 5.4 oh. yards per carry against the Lions in his career, for crying out loud. Uh, he ran for 168 yards, caught four passes for 68 yards, scored three touchdowns in the Pack's 42-21 home win over the Lions last season. Uh, somebody better man up here.
3: Well, one thing I remember about that game, too, and we're talking about Aaron Jones again, the other Aaron in, in that offense, uh, the 17-14 at halftime, the uh, Packers, you know, get the opening kickoff first and ten at the twenty five and Aaron Jones goes seventy five for a touchdown, scores twenty four to fourteen, and the game is over. Lions absolutely absolutely folded. I think they gave up thirty eight consecutive points after having a fourteen to three lead. Absolutely amazing.
1: I want to Ask you about something positive. Jamal Williams is my new favorite lion. I love his post-game interviews. I just think he's just a a breath of fresh air. He's going back to his old team. He could have a big game. He could be really motivated against his former team that did not sign him, re-sign him.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know, I think you're right about that. Uh, Just to back up a little bit on that, though, I can't imagine a time when he's not motivated. Just the little time I've been around him already. Yeah, you know, and I went on the, on the Packers' website last week just to read, listen to some of the interviews on their videos and all that, and Aaron Rodgers talked about how much he liked him. He said he absolutely loved him. He was a high-energy guy on the field, in the locker room, and he couldn't wait to see him before today's game and say hello to him. Apparently, they had a really strong relationship, and I can see that. I mean, this is, look, a lot of guys, you know, some guys, they do a lot of talking, and there's nothing that backs it up. This guy is, from what I've seen, he talks the walk and he walks the talk, and that's that's a terrific combination. I think I think uh, Jamie they've got a good running back duo there, and DeAndre Swift and 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 and, J- and Jamal Williams. I really do. I think that they they can run the ball. I think they're good receivers. And Jamal Williams in particular is a terrific pass protector for the quarterback.
0: Well, good news for Mr. DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, and that Lions offensive line. Uh, the Packers will not have their Pro Bowl outside linebacker, Zadarius Smith. He's got a back issue. Uh, Mike, we all know, uh, dude's a certified beast.
3: Oh, oh absolutely. You know, they signed two of those free agents, the, uh, both named Smith. They call them the Smith brothers, but Zadarius was by far... By far the better of a, a signing. In fact, he had 12 and a half sacks last year, led the, uh, led the, led the Packers in sacks, and, and just a really good, consistent uh, consistent player. He's not a guy who's going to get you three sacks on one game and then none for the next three. It's a consistent consistent pressure from him. The Lions are certainly the better off not having him on the field tonight.
1: What do you think Jared Goff has to do tonight for it to be a successful night for him?
3: Well, besides winning, but just take care of what he can take care of, and, and I thought I thought he had a slow start last week, even though I think he had I mean, he, he did okay, but I think he got into the game as the game went on. I like to see him be a little bit more aggressive, Jamie, with uh, uh, throwing the ball now. In his defense, he's playing with guys who some of them two weeks ago they they weren't even on the roster yet, and so one of those would be would be Trinity uh, Bashan, the guy that they that they got in a trade with the Denver Broncos. I'm sorry. Uh, Benson. Yeah, Benson. Yeah, Benson. Uh, I just, you know, you, you really need in the passing game, you need repetitions, you need playing time together, you need cohesion, and he really hasn't had a chance to get an awful lot of that. But I think whatever they'll do, they'll probably, you know, limit their, limit their playbook to some degree to do whatever they can do, do it well. And I think if he can just, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a game manager if you manage it the right way. And, look, this guy's won a lot of games. He really has. He's played in playoff games and won them. He's been to a Super Bowl. So I don't question his ability to run a team, to run an offense. It's just a question to me is how quickly can he get more comfortable with these people he's playing with now.
0: Well, Lord knows, Michael, uh, you and I have had many conversations off the radio involving the Lions defense over the last couple of years. And let me just point out, those conversations have not been family friendly. Uh, (laughs) The Lions ranked last in the NFL in points allowed per game, yards allowed per game and yards allowed per play last season. Now, how about this? The Lions, the only team to allow more points than Green Bay did in the opening week of the season. So the bottom line is this. In order for this team to compete and dare I say get better they must improve defensively and they did not take a step with Aaron Glenn as the defensive coordinator last week
3: no I would agree with that that one of those touchdowns came against the offense true interception was taken back for a touch but you're absolutely right and you've got to get off the field you know and they didn't they didn't do that in the first half and actually the first three quarters until finally the offense started to take over in the fourth quarter but absolutely right and look the defense was only on the field for 55 plays in the game last week, so there's no way that fatigue was an issue for them, or they didn't have their, you know, their game legs on opening day. They weren't on the field long enough to get exhausted, uh, you know, for that to become become a factor. And from everything you know on the weather, you know, this is just a just a rather, you know, cool. Not a weather shouldn't be a factor at all at, at Lambeau Field. It's not like it's 98 degrees and high humidity. It's uh, no excuses tonight for any way they play.
1: So just to reiterate, for that defense, if you have two rookies in the secondary, then everyone in front of them is going to have to step up. And maybe a veteran like Trey Flowers has to, has to really lead tonight.
3: Well, you would think so. You know, you would hope so anyway. Look, just the old line, just do your job. You know, just do, just do your job. And whoever it is, whether it's a rookie uh, like Derek uh, Barnes, the you know, fourth-round pick from Purdue – or whether it's Trey Flowers, just do your job. And one thing that was absolutely glaring last week was just the, just wide open gaps and in, right. uh, in the passing game, in the pass defense, I should say, just guys running free, wide open, play after play after play, and not even in position to make tackles, missing tackles, and you've got to you've got to clean that stuff up. But look, I think they will. I think it's it's a process. One thing we have got to keep in mind is this new coaching staff is here for a reason. It's not like they're taking over the Super Bowl champions. They're taking over a team that was historically bad defensively and just really disintegrated the last half of last season.
0: All right, Mo, last question. Uh, clock says zero, ball game's over. Uh, what's your final analysis?
3: Well, I think, I, you know, look, like I said, you've got, got to take the Packers to win the game. Uh, but from what they did last week, look, they, they gave up 21 straight points. In, in the fourth quarter, in, in the second half, I should say, didn't even make a run at the, at the Saints. So the Lions at least give them credit for coming back and making it just not was a hope, you know, at the end, but at least they did something to close the gap. Do I think the Lions are going to win? No, but I think they have a chance to make it a game. i like the Lions to lose 29-23, a close game.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be respectable. All right, Michael, appreciate your time as always, and uh, I'll be in touch, my friend. Thanks. All right, guys,
3: thanks for having me.
0: All right, that is uh, Michael R. O'Hara with us here. Don't go away. We'll come back, put our finishing touches on this edition of the WJR Sportsbook. And as we take you up to Monday Night Football with your Lions and the Green Bay Packers, uh, once again from our friends at Winbet, uh, Lions, 12-point dogs going into this tilt with the Packers. And while I'm at it, uh, looking ahead to the next college football Saturday, your Michigan State Spartans installed as a a 4.5-point favorite over the visiting Nebraska Cornhuskers. And uh, your Michigan football Wolverines, 18.5-point favorites over the visiting Rutgers. Scarlet Knights. Uh, So uh, let me ask you this, and Nick, chime in, please. Uh, Is this where we're at with this 2021 Lions team that going into every game, just be competitive?
1: Yes, because you probably still want some high draft picks, but you want to enjoy watching them for 17 games.
0: True. Do you concur, Nicholas?
2: Yeah, I mean, you want to see improvement, too. And and you need to make a determination on Jared Goff, I think. I think most of us don't think he's the quarterback next year, but, I mean, he's trying to be the quarterback next year. So Oh, I,
1: I think he's the quarterback next year. I I don't know.
2: Well, he's
0: got, uh, let's maybe see. Maybe next year,
1: but right. I think they still take they someone. They have a plan, maybe, but he's still is the yeah. QB1.
0: Let me uh, do the math. Mm, 16 more games to make a point. Uh, so, look, I, I, I think... It's up to him if he's going to stick around, quite frankly, because theoretically, if he is above average, he's back, right? Right. He has to be. Right. Uh, but look, who's he going to be throwing to? No Terrell Williams tonight. All right, so you got Quintes Cephas, Amon Ross St. Brown, who I'm high on. I think he's got a tremendous upside. I really do. Uh, and TJ Hawkinson. TJ could have... A dozen targets, minimum tonight.
1: I agree, which is great for me. Like I said, he's on my fantasy team. Oh, you fantasy people. (laughs) He is so comfortable with Hawk. We heard it all through preseason. We heard it, you know, a lot. What was he, targeted 10 times last game? I just think he's comfortable with him and his running backs in these short situations.
2: Yeah, he had 11 targets last week. DeAndre Swift also had 11. Jamal Williams had 9. Those are your top three Targeted receivers last week against the the four tight end and two receiver, two running backs.
1: They get down big to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Is he going to throw downfield to Amon Ross, Saint Brown? Is he going to air it out, Uh, or is he not comfortable?
0: Yeah, I don't know how comfortable Jared Goff is. Look, you know he steps in to an unreal situation. Uh, I think Jared Goff. Is a good quarterback I really do he's got the resume went to a Super Bowl yada 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 we all know that but you come in for Matthew Stafford and three quarters of Lions fans were Matthew Stafford supporters mm-hmm. the other quarter whatever uh, but he now he's in a, a point in his career where he's got to prove something and quite frankly I hope he does because everything I've heard from the kid he's a
1: good dude right well, yeah, I, I wish for him to to succeed, obviously, because it's good for him and it's good for the Lions. The best-case scenario would be he is the quarterback of the future and the Lions can draft and build around him. That would be fantastic.
0: It would be nice to see uh, the Lions establish a running game tonight uh, against the Packers defense that was woeful uh, last week. Uh, hopefully DeAndre Swift and the aforementioned Jamal Williams can get her going behind uh, what is supposed to be the strength of this uh, football team, the offensive Well, let me
2: ask you guys this real quick. Uh, Penny Sewell had a pretty good debut last week. He did. Uh, What do you do? Uh, That was the talk last week about when Taylor Decker comes back.
0: Mm. Well, now you're going to open up Pandora's box because I've always been under the impression that you don't lose your starting job because of injury. Right. Now, if Taylor Decker comes back and the Lions brass say, hey, you know, we've got Penny playing some good ball, we're going to move you to the right side. How do you think that's going to go over?
1: I think he's the veteran. He sticks and they try and make Penne work on the right side.
0: I agree. Even
1: though Nick Bosa believes that Panay should stay on the left side.
0: Well, you know, here's the thing, uh, and we're running out of time, but uh, this Lions team uh, is going to be in the abyss until the defense finds a way to get off the field.
1: I say take the over, 31-21 Packers
0: is that right that's
1: what i'm saying that's my win bet bet of the night
0: by the way in case you're wondering i have this information from our friends at WinBet. the over under is actually 48 and a half which way are you going
2: <laughs> i'll take the over two all right <laughs> might just be on the Packers' side though
0: all i'm going to say is uh it's just my opinion that lions lose big uh jason fissler in charge of the dials and controls thank you very much uh your producer has been mr nick roddy nick great job as always Jamie? What a pleasure. We'll do it again next week. What do you say? All
1: right. See you here.
0: Looking forward to it. Uh, In the meantime, folks, hopefully the Lions fare well on Monday Night Football Against the Pack. As always, we appreciate you tuning in to the WJR Sportsbook.